0: get started here. Um, I'll pray in. Uh, Father God, we thank you for this day. Thank you, God, um, for allowing us to wake up this morning and starting us on our way. Thank you, God, for life, health, and strength, and allowing us to see another day. Thank you, oh God, um, for this time together that we're able to learn about your word, God. And we thank you that is um, that you made it um, available to us, God, and that you have the desire for us to to know your thoughts and to to know the mind of christ and the things of the holy spirit so god we thank you uh, for that and i pray that uh, we will continue to be stewards over your word god that uh, we are uh, holding your word up with highest authority in our lives oh god and god we thank you and we honor you and we bless you for who you are and what you're going to do in our lives god So we give you all the praise, glory, and honor in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All righty. So welcome to class two of Survey of the New Testament. And um, I want to make sure, I wanna open up the floor to to anybody, whoever have any questions about um, anything that we went over last week or any of your reading that you've done. Um, If you have any questions, you can ask them or um, if you wanna wait until we get to it, that's fine as well. But I just wanna make sure that last week we have an understanding. If you have any questions, you can ask them. All right, let's see, all right, no questions. All right, well, we're just gonna jump right into our lesson. Let me share my screen. Okay, all right, so I hope you can see my screen here. Uh, I'm gonna not go in presentation mode because of some of the charts that I want to uh, show you all. But I hope that you all can see the presentation pretty well um, in this view. If not, I'll go into presentation view but um,
1: we I can see. Right.
0: Okay okay good okay, good, good good. All right, so um, <clears throat> last week um, we we talked about discipleship and um, because we have some new people joining us um, in our journey of discipleship. So I just wanted to, um, just give a, a kind of an intro or a brief on discipleship, <clears throat> so that we all have an understanding of, of what it entails. And this is just not something that you just do casually, but this is this is a lifestyle um, of studying God's word. And as you begin to grow, um, as you begin to uh, continue on the journey, your hunger for His word will will grow. And um, your capacity will begin to expand on how of how much you can take in um, and um, then once you begin to learn how to study his word, this is this is what this training is about is teaching you how to study his word. Um, giving you the tools um, and the tips that that is needed um, to study his word. And then once you're you know get a handle on it, then the Holy Spirit will be able to come in, and to give you illumination on the things that you you've been studying and so uh and uh, and because you have the tools because you have the um the resources you're giving the holy spirit something to work with so he gives you illumination on that um using that using the tools that are provided to you so um so I just wanna make sure that we you know, have an understanding of what's going on and uh, the expectations of TLC. So in, in the Dropbox, I hope everybody um, was able to access the Dropbox. In the Dropbox, um, I'm still under week one, so you can um, use the documents for week one. Um, if you have the presentation from last week, I updated the presentation um, earlier this morning and so you might wanna re-grab it. I added a few few slides um, to the presentation this morning. So you might wanna re-grab it. Also, there are um, in the uh, Dropbox, there are charts um, as well that we're gonna go over. And also I added, um, um, it's a PDF document of lesson one of the workbook that I am creating. Um, so it just kind of gives you an idea of what the workbook would look like. Um, uh, it's about uh, 20 pages and inside the workbook has the, uh, the charts and places um, that you can write and all that stuff. So when it's printable, you, you're able to write on it, of course, but you can, if you want, you can use that as an outline for your notes. And so um, if it's helpful for you all to see something in that um, format, you know, just let me know and I'll continue to drop the, the workbook weekly digitally um, until we get the, the printable workbooks in. So um, I think that's it in the Dropbox. So any questions um, about that, the Dropbox and the documents of that sort? I have a question. Sure.
1: Um, if you don't have Dropbox, is there another place where you can access that information?
0: I forgot that you said you can't access. Dro- now, is it that you can't access it or?
1: Well, basically mine is full. So my Dropbox is full.
0: So it should, it's, it still should uh, let you view the items and download the items. You don't have to necessarily add them to your Dropbox unless that's what you want it to do um let's see I think last time I uploaded zip files to the website um so yeah I'll do that I'll just add a zip file to the website where you can download the documents that way okay yeah okay cool um any other questions all righty okay so let's go ahead and jump in here Hold on, let me. Because I was doing attendance, I see some more people jumped on. Good morning, everyone. Let's see here. Let's see here. Got a, got a full house this morning. All right. All right, awesome. All right, let me continue on. So um, let's jump here on this slide here about the importance of studying the New Testament. I can't remember if we went over this um, last week, but I'm just going to touch on it. Um, anyways, so um, the New Testament covers the most important error um, in the history of mankind, uh, covering approximately 100 years um, compared to the Old Testament 4,000 years. Oh boy, it would ask me to sign in. I'm sorry, I'm trying to Access my notes. It won't let me go. Um, Compared to the Old Testament, uh, 4,000 years, um, it includes the life, the ministry, um, the death, and the resurrection of the most important uh, person in in human history. Give me one second. I'm sorry, you guys. I'm trying to access my notes. Let's see. Forward. Okay. There we go. Um, oh, too many verifications. Okay. Um to see the most important person in human history uh, which is jesus christ so no other person or persons or institution um has so impacted the world as the people of god um we believe the new testament is where the gospel of jesus christ is presented all right i'm almost in my notes lord have mercy Okay, there we go, there we go. Okay, so let me get to where I am in my notes. All right, New Testament covers. Okay, Um, and so in your book on page, I believe on page 13, it gives you a comparison of the New Testament versus the Old Testament. So those who don't have the books um, I'm gonna put it on the screen, so I hope you all can see my um, my Kindle here. Um, and so is, there's, a, there's a. Go ahead. Is your uh,
2: is your Kindle? You think the pages are the same as? I'll just follow you
0: because yeah, you know, I believe I they. I believe they it's yeah, paper. I believe they are. Okay. Say that again.
3: It's page
0: eleven in my book. The comparison page eleven. Okay, so it is different. Okay, so in 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 my book is page twelve. It's a comparison of the two Testament. Um, you see that the Old Testament that we we know that um, it has thirty nine books and it covers over four thousand years of history, and it has just about thirty one authors. Um, and it took they don't have this fact on there, but it took about 1,500 years to write the Old Testament, okay? With the New Testament, it has 27 books. It covers about 100 years, and there are about nine authors. And here's another fact that it uh, took about 55 years to write the New Testament, okay? So you see there's a really big difference uh, when it comes to looking at the Old Testament versus the New Testament, the, new, the Old Testament has uh, a little bit more data, a little bit more information um, than, than the New Testament. But the New Testament is like the pinnacle or the height of God's revelation um, to, to the people of God. Okay. All right. Let me see here. Um, just wanted to show you all that chart there. Um, let's go to the next slide here. So. Um, today we're going to cover the historical context of gospel times. We're going to learn about how God has used human vessels and inspiration. And when it comes to inspiration, inspiration is God's thoughts in human language. Okay. So revelation is God's thoughts. Inspiration is God's thoughts in human language. OK, so remember the, the chart. I don't know if I showed you all this last week, but remember this chart here about the process of how we got the scriptures. So in order to get the scriptures, of course, you got to go top from the top is the mind of God. And that's revelation. And then God gives inspiration to the apostles or prophets um, to write down what God is saying. Um, Some are inspired to write, some are just inspired to speak, because all prophets were not writing prophets, okay? So um, in order for us to understand as a human, God had to give his thoughts, his revelation to us in our own, in, I guess back then it'd be Hebraic, in the Hebrew language, so they could understand what God is saying, okay? And so uh that's what I mean by um inspiration. So we're going to kind of follow that, that train there um from God's thoughts to our our understanding um in, in human language, okay. Um uh, we're gonna learn about the books and the genre of New Testament. Do you all remember the word genre and what that means? We learned that in I think Bible study methods.
4: I don't know if I can define the word genre, but, you know, we have genres of history, prophecy um, and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. Yep. That's exactly what I mean. So uh, genre is uh, types of literature. And so as Tracy gave examples of history, prophecy, poetry, um, letters. Um, And so we're going to learn about the the different um, genres in the New Testament because each genre has its own rules of interpretation. And so you can't interpret history the same way you interpret the letters. And so this is kind of, uh, these are hermeneutical principles um, that are are very important to know and to understand when looking at scripture. Okay. Because you can't uh, interpret the Bible the same, the entire Bible the same, you have to um, understand the primary genre of each book in the Bible and to use that hermeneutical tool. So we're going we're gonna to talk about that. And some books have more than one genre. You see one book have history, uh, parts of it has poetry, uh, just like the book of Psalms. Um, you, you see some history, you see some poetry in there, and things of that sort, so you have to learn how to, you know, decipher you know, what is going on there so you're able to interpret the scriptures correctly. Is that, um, that,
2: yep, is that like somebody starting a sentence off in print and then completing it in cursive? <laughs> uh,
0: that's somewhat,
2: somewhat, somewhat,
0: somewhat. Mm-hmm.
2: um, like yeah, trying somewhat. to interpret it, you know what I mean? That's what I'm when you, I'm just. I'm putting a whole bunch of information together. You know where I'm at. So I'm yeah, like- Yeah, okay. I already know. <laughs> you know I already so, know where you yeah, are, so yeah. Is that concept like, you know, like if you're trying to interpret it like one is normal letters or if somebody start writing in a different language, you know, you know, you gotta interpret that differently. So if you recognize that, I have to be willing to go with that and not try to force everything to be my normal English, if that makes
0: sense. I got you. I got what you're saying. Yeah. You can you can definitely do it in that way. Okay.
2: I just want to make sure I got what you said. <laughs> right,
0: right, right, right,
4: right.
0: Okay. I got you. Sorry. Okay. All right, cool. Um point point number 3 is to learn the purpose, the basic outline and basic background of each book of the New Testament. So that's what we've been doing lately is looking at the political, the religious Uh, situations, a socioeconomic background of what is going on. And um, by doing that, it helps us shape the scriptures and allow, that's another tool of interpretation um, to make sure that we understand what is going on um, uh, and the author's intent. Sometimes the political background or the religious background would influence the author's intent. And so we have to remember that as well when interpreting scripture. And then the last one is summarize the logical progression of the new covenant. So we're going to be talking um, a little bit about the new covenant and the, the details of it. We did a study on covenants uh, some months ago. And so uh, we're going to kind of touch that a little bit there. Okay. Any questions about the objectives for today? All right, cool beans, let's hop in here. So the New Testament continues the story begun in the Old Testament. It is the marvelous climax of God's inspired revelation um, to mankind. And I talked about revelation and what does that mean? Uh, so when you're studying the New Testament, you cannot study the Old, the New Testament without understanding the Old Testament, or at least have some type of familiarity with the Old Testament. Okay, um, sep- trying to study it separately from the Old Testament can really cause some confusion, and um, it, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be helpful to you to just study the New Testament and completely ignore the Old Testament, um, as we've been learning, um, especially when we did the Forerunner series, we learned about the connection of the Old Testament and how important um, it was for the for the presence of John the Baptist and why Jesus came. We had to go back to the Old Testament and look at the situation with Israel, and then we had to, you know, look through the intertestamental period to understand the buildup of the heightened sense of the messiah and the height the um the high expectation of a messiah and so you you can't you wouldn't be able to understand why jesus was here without understanding what happened prior prior to that okay and so um jesus he is the perfect reflection of the thoughts of God. He is the perfect reflection of, the, of God's revelation. And Jesus, as as he begins to, at, even after his ascension, he is still um, present within the apostles, um, given the word of God. So Jesus, he's He's the height of revelation. Um, uh, we call the book of Acts, we call it the Acts of the Apostles. But when uh, some scholars, they call it Uh, acts of our lord jesus christ jesus is still active he is the head of the church and so jesus he's giving his revelation to the body and telling them how they're supposed to conduct themselves as the body so jesus is the height of god's revelation okay um Let me see here. So in the Old Testament, God had promised to bring a blessing and redemption to mankind through the Messiah. And the New Testament is a record of God doing just that. Okay. I think that was the last sentence here. All right. Let's hop here. The importance. So the New Testament covers um, the most important error. Let me skip down here in my notes. I did a whole spew of revelation and I'm not going there. Okay, so the New Testament covers the most important error um, in the history to mankind. I think i talked. talked. oh, I have a duplicate slide. No wonder, I'm like, I just talked about that. Okay, that's a duplicate. Oh, I know, okay, okay, I know what I did. I clicked wrong. There we go, okay, here we go. So the purpose of this study is to assist the Bible students in seeing the content the unity and the progression of the old Testament scripture. I don't know about you growing up, but I always treated the old Testament just as the old Testament and the new Testament, just as the new Testament. I didn't know that there was a progression of unity. I didn't know that it all connected. And once you get to a point, (coughs) excuse me, of understanding um, how the old Testament connects to the new Testament Things will start to make sense as far as the Bible, and so um, and so that that is the purpose of this class here. And then once we go into the Old Testament, you begin to understand the New Testament even more. Okay, um, it is also a purpose. See, it is also a purpose of the study to help the students see something of the logical um, progression of the New Testament. Go ahead, um, Trish. Um.
1: I think I've heard like eons ago, you know, that um, whatever you read in the Old Testament, you can find it in the New Testament.
0: Mm-hmm. Is that true? Yes, yes, you can. You can. Um, okay, here we go. Um, yes, y- you can in, in some aspects because you see God's revelation um, to Israel and then you may see a certain concept that was given only to Israel. Now you see Peter, uh, not Peter, but maybe Peter, Peter or Paul talking about it to the church. And so we have to understand those types of transition and how to, uh, for instance, about um, in the Old Testament, we, we see about priesthood about the high priest and the priesthood and how, um, and how that was established in the book of Exodus and, and Leviticus. And then we come over to the new Testament and now, um, the high priest, um, is Jesus Christ. And we are the, 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 holy, uh, Royal priest. We are the ro- Royal priest. And so you sh- uh, should be able to see that transition and understand, um, I'm trying to think of the T word I want to use: transition and uh, transference of of uh, thoughts of of God, and so it takes a trained eye to see that. And so, definitely through these studies, um, you begin to see, you know, what was meant for Israel. Um, we see it talk some some of the um, aspects of what it was given to Israel. We see it talked about in the New Testament. Okay. And that that's Mm -hmm. very important because many of us, uh, I I, I know a lot of teachers that I was under, they will take what Israel, what God gave Israel and try to apply it to the church, but don't do the proper transfer. And so Mm -hmm. we still, you know, trying to give offerings like Israel and do all this stuff like Israel, but we have to, we have to understand, we have to find scripture that gives us instructions on what the offering looks like today. What does worship look like today um, as far as for the church? So, yeah, That's so just, Yeah, it takes That's training. Good. That's real good. Yeah, it takes it's, it takes training and uh, we're going to we're going to be able to do that. Yeah. And so if someone comes to you, and say the church need to give these types of offerings, blah, blah, blah. They use Old Testament scripture, but don't give you no new um that that's not the proper transfer for the church so we just need to we're going to be trained on how to do that okay so all right cool um any other questions all right cool beans it just make
2: it makes the the bible for me it makes the bible the bible it don't make it three it don't make it two different books if that makes sense like an old Testament right. and on the new it makes it God's word for me. So it's like right. if I'm if I'm in one place, then I know I'm not, you know what I mean? Yes, we gotta know the different backgrounds and all this to understand Arthur, but it's just it just made God's word one book. Because you know, I've heard, you know, don't study the old, just study the new. You read the old right. when you, when you want to know a little history to get a little concept of something, maybe, you know what I mean. And then, you know, it's just like, and if you preach from there, you just get to, you get God's revelation, and then you try to apply it to the day without having no real concept of how to transfer it, as you say it. You know what I mean? Right, so, yeah. Right. yeah. Um,
5: go
0: ahead, Eva.
3: Yeah, I think what, what you said is a very eye-opening thing concerning concerning the uh, Old Testament tithing, because, <laughs> you know, I can tell you for years, and I mean years, the first thing you hear around tide will a man rob God? Listen, Lord, a and offering and you curse with a curse, and I'm like, Lord, I like, I only know if I want to come to church. But that was, that's all I got to say. <laughs> you right here, she go
0: about to start a fire. She always lit fires and running. Because uh, I say again, I didn't say not about tithing. <laughs> but yeah, that's true. That's true. It is. <laughs> that's but, true.
6: And we but, have to. Uh, go ahead.
0: Go ahead, Wayne.
2: No, you go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead.
0: No, because I ain't want to. I ain't want to continue her fire. Oh. Okay.
2: No, I was just gonna <laughs> say, like e- even it. even if you look at our church when it first started, how traditional my mindset was coming into all of this and you know like you know so anytime doing offering i'm like open your bibles to malachi open this you know what i mean and then one day it was just like whoa hold on hold on you know what i mean like so then it went from a teaching of condemnation to a teaching of give as, you know, it's in your heart to give, you know, blah, blah, blah in this form, you know what I mean? And all that, and the the fear was when I talked to people about, you know, this, it was like, man, if you don't teach like that though, the people gonna stop giving. And I was just like, well, I'm not going to bed with that on my head. So I just was like, you know, just do it. And we actually uh, d- are doing very well you know by not condemning people saying if you don't tithe the lord go get you and if you don't give him his money he go poke holes all in your pockets and you go lose it all the next week you know what i mean and so it's taking a, it. oh yes i sat through a whole sermon within the last year hearing that within the last year and a half and i was just like i'm scared like i need to leave because this ain't
0: it you know what i mean yeah. so yeah uh, go ahead go ahead lindsay
7: um, I just wanted to go back to something um, that you were all saying before. Um, I, I I think this is going to be good for us because I know a couple of us know people have heard of others really only um, live by the Old Testament
4: mm-hmm.
7: and not They they don't that they really don't try. Yeah yeah they try. You know, but but they're getting. Know, taught and 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 they're getting beat down that the Old Testament is the way to live. You know, like their way to live, and <clears throat> um, and I think it's important that we see how it all comes together as one big piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. one big big piece, one big love letter to, from 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 God. You know, like this is just it all comes together, and so um, I think this is going to be good for us to to understand how it all correlates together. That's all.
0: Yep. Amen. Uh, Mary, I see you unmuted. Did you want to say something?
5: Yeah, I wanted to tell Wayne, Raymond, uh, Pastor Reddy, Um, thanks for turning off my guilt. I'm retired now.
3: For years, I have always felt guilty if I didn't do the right
5: thing when it came to our tithing because of the way we were raised. And uh, and it's because of lack of understanding between what god has said in the word uh, the old testament between the new testament so you know right. it's a great life to hear
2: that and yeah. i can, and i can testify to that for her because just from the simple point she'll come up to me like oh my god and i'm like it's okay you are not about to go to hell and then she just look at me like oh okay, then we go through this dialogue. So I can testify of that guilt that, you know, she's even had, you know, since we've started a church and going through that, you know, and not feeling like, you know, she's going to go to hell because she wouldn't do it. And then, you know, you go through all this other stuff. I don't want to keep harping on that, but.
0: Yeah, yeah, i yeah, I'm trying to control myself without doing the tithing lesson. Cause my mother start that fire. I was ready know, right. I was like, nope. <laughs> Get this lesson done.
4: Look, 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 look. look. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but just just know y'all that y'all are free. Y'all are, y'all are free. Y'all don't, as far as being uh, held guilty about not yes. tithing. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, don't let people be, beat your head down because you're not giving and all that stuff. and You curse with a curse and all this stuff and uh, and then they they make you feel bad when you fall behind. Now you gotta give double. Now you gotta give triple. And it's like you yep. will never get out of debt with God. Like you always yep. go pay in debt. Yeah, it's like a long oh. shark. What's going on here? So <laughs> you
2: have to so, yeah. Plus, increase your offering if you was late. Yeah, yep. you,
0: know, you gotta increase the offering and all this stuff. So um, let's see. I have Tanya hand up first. Go ahead, Tanya
5: one thing i want to say is that um you know as a church you have to not have that mindset of manipulation because there is a lot of that's one thing i loved about uh, my relationship with god is that even when i was a young woman i started questioning a lot of stuff you know because of course a lot of people know i grew up in the old town. my grandma passed my mama was a system pastor so it's like you know i thought about holiness like if i was looking at my old pictures i wear nothing but suits nothing but i'm telling you you know, the big hats, that's the time I grew up in. But it's like, you know, God started giving me a deeper revelation. So I started the quest of certain things. And I feel like I think a lot of people blow that the word of God out of context sometimes when they say God is, the, you know, it's the same tomorrow and forevermore, which he is. But we have to also consider and understand he also is a God that do a new thing because, you know, Abraham was, a, you know, in his time. But Jesus came later on. So God still do things new. So, and if we, you know, if I feel like sometimes we get so caught up in what was old, we would never see and understand what God is trying to do in our now. You know, that could have been your old assignment. What is he doing for you now? And so the older, you know, I I used to be that challenging one, like, hold on, let me just, and I used to come to my grandma with questions or my mama, like, hold on. I thought, you know, even about holiness, they, you know, we were taught about holiness and you know, I grew up, it was just to me an attire. Maybe that was my interpretation, but I'm like, no, nah. I said, what about your lifestyle? You know, God gave me that revelation at 20 some years old. It's your lifestyle. It's the, it's the time outside of the church that you spend with God. It's not just your attire. And so I think, you know, it's, it's a lot of manipulation in ministries and I'm just keeping it real. Even with, with tithing, like to be honest with you, not to bring up my past, we were big tithers at our old church. And I'm like, and I ain't trying to be funny, sometimes we were barely making it in the household. And, of course, you know me again. i talk to God like, hold on, Lord, how is, you know, I ain't trying to be funny, no hate, no shay, Her past is both, uh, ride BMWs, which is cool. You uh-huh. know, you, said, you do whatever. But some of the, you know, members in the church is about to be homeless. I had a problem with that. I mm. really did. Like, not saying you got to always spell them out. We're talking about, you know, the ones maybe that, you know, because sometimes people mismanage funds. It just didn't yeah. make sense to me. And of course, I get back to my prayer. closet. So like, Lord, hold on. Help me understand, you know. And, I, you know, Emma, if I'm you know, if I'm going by it the wrong way, God teach me. So I don't want to go against anything that, you know, I don't want to go against your will. So I used to have a problem with stuff. So I used to just come to God like, God, show me a revelation because this ain't making sense.
0: Right. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that. Um, Eve, I saw your hand up. You put it back down. You're trying to be good or what? I'm being
3: good. We can move on. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. All right. we keep here. You got a lot of lesson to go. Let's go. <laughs> let's go.
0: Right. We're at the top of the hour. Amen. <laughs> All right. So let's keep going because I'm still in the intro. Okay. So let's go, let's go ahead and, and hop in here. Um... I'm probably missing, nope, nope. I did that slide. Let's see here. Inspiration. Talked about that. Okay. So let's um hop into our book here on okay, so it might be page 13. So I'm not sure. Let me see here. Mm, okay. So yeah, we talked about the unity of scripture. I don't know if that's page 12 or 13 in your book, but um Let's see here. Okay, um, I'm looking for the paragraph that starts. Yep, this one right here. So uh, the right above the chart here. I wanted this par- paragraph here that um, says the New Testament is worthy of a lifetime of study as it answers um, the most significant questions about. Uh, Significant questions people have asked. What is the purpose of life? Is there any real hope? What is God like? Can I be freed from guilt and sin? Um, Am I loved? Um, Jesus Christ, the word of God is the profound answer. Okay. So um, I wanted to definitely highlight that one. Um, We talked about the content in unity. yeah, so we talked, we talked about the content and unity and, and the progression of scriptures. And so this, this study here is, is helping us to take the Bible um, and to break it down in, in um, divisions. So it's um, easier for, for us to study. And so it can be overwhelming by trying to take the Bible just all 66 books, um, all together. And so we are taking now we're focusing on the new Testament. And then from, from this point, we're going to be breaking it down, you know, to the gospels, to acts as a history book, um, to Pauline epistles, to general epistles, and then to revelation, um, the prop, the book of prophecy, um, the book of revelation. And so once we break it down like that, it makes the Bible more manageable, um and then even from there um when once we get a handle on the divisions then we're able to look at the books individually as well okay so um it says although in the book he says although a verse by verse study of each book will not be possible there will be adequate time spent to discover the main ideas and unique features of each book so when you're looking um, in this book here if you uh you know, read ahead, um, looking at Matthew or Mark, his format of each book is he has the, uh, the background and date. He has the basic outline, and then he has special considerations about the, about the book. So each book is kind of framed out in that way. And if you're taking notes, um, and if you um, are jotting down, you know, notes about each book of the Bible, um, that is a good outline that you may want to use. First line. You got the uh, first section. You may have the uh, the background and uh, author and the date, the outline of scriptures, and some important points about the book. um, Some important uh, points about the book, um, so it can um, help you to remember. You know what book? What uh, what the book is about? Okay. Uh, Let me see here. Okay. Let's see. Okay, next sentence the uh, next paragraph down here it says in order to see something in the existing unity of the New Testament some enf- uh, emphasis will be given to the new covenant. So the new covenant is a is the great unifying theme of the New Testament, okay? And it should be noted that the new the term New Testament really means new covenant. And that's not true. Okay? That sentence right there is not true. Hold and I up. want
4: okay I want to say I want one of my
0: students to to uh to think about that and let me know your thoughts I just said that it doesn't mean that New Testament does not mean New Covenant
2: I've heard that three times in the last two weeks that it does so I'm interested to hear it because I've been Uh pondering on this because I've read it and I've heard it that it does Uh and I'm just like okay you know what I mean? So I'm, okay. I'm interested to hear how you came to that conclusion, because I haven't come to a conclusion yet.
0: OK, I want I want somebody to take a stab at it. What do you think? Why, why do you think I object to it?
4: I think we've talked about that before. Um, the New Covenant was introduced in the New Testament, but um, the New Testament does not automatically mean the new covenant because they were still under the law at the beginning of the new testament um, yeah so
0: when when does the new covenant start when does it start when when jesus, when jesus Lord, died Lord. yeah
4: shed his blood on that cross when when he had that last supper with the disciples he said you know take and eat this is my body this is my blood the you know the new covenant so he was pretty much introducing them to the fact that hey, this new covenant is is about to, you know, be implemented and come into being. Um, yeah, but, yeah. It was talked about in the Old Testament. You know, the new covenant. Right. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Okay, for the bonus point, what book <laughs> in the Old Testament was the new covenant talked about?
4: Oh, I gotta go for the bonus too. <laughs> You don't have to.
0: I just threw it out there, but (laughs)
4: there's two
0: books that you you can say: uh, Isaiah,
4: uh, Daniel, or Jeremiah. One of them.
0: Okay, Jeremiah is one.
4: Yes. Okay. Um, uh,
0: Jeremiah thirty-one. Not no, not Isaiah.
4: Jeremiah. Uh Um, and. Ezekiel.
0: Daniel? Oh, Ezekiel. Okay. Ezekiel. Yeah. Um, on that chart, let me see here. Let me go to that chart. The new, uh, the new, the covenant chart here. You see, here are the dates right here that is mentioned. Jeremiah 31 and Ezekiel 36 talks about the new covenant. Okay. So definitely remember that. Um, if anybody, if you ever want to remember about when the new covenant was talked about um jeremiah 31 ezekiel 36 so yes tracy is right as far as um the covenant Um, the new covenant was um instituted or in play after the the resurrection of jesus christ so what does that mean then that means that the matthew mark luke and john are old covenant scriptures they are not new covenant scriptures. I thought growing up that they were because if you see Jesus equals the new covenant, but Jesus was technically under the old covenant and in Galatians four and four talks about, um, about Jesus coming, being, being birth. Uh, let me, let me find that scripture here. So I got it in my notes here. Um, Galatians four. Yep, Galatians four it says, "But when the fullness of time had came, uh, God sent forth His Son, born of a woman, born under the law, so that He may redeem those who were under the law." Okay, and so uh, we have to respect the fact that Jesus came to redeem Israel first, and then it says that we might receive. The adoptions of, as uh, as sons, so that means after uh, Israel, whoever was going to receive him, you know, he had to be rejected by Israel to make room for us. Now we're on the scene as Gentiles. We are now adopted as sons. It says, because you are sons, God sent forth His Spirit of His Son into our hearts. Okay, and that is the presence of the Holy Spirit abiding inside of us. Okay. So Jesus was um, under, he was doing teachings under the law. He was teaching a particular group, which was Israel, under the law. And the new covenant did not really start until about Acts 1. So that sentence right there of what the author said about new covenant, meaning New Testament, is not true because of that fact right there. Okay. Is everybody okay with that? I kind of had some
3: questions about it. Sure, because he also taught about the kingdom. So was he kind of be like under both? I know that he was born under the law, but he also did usher in this new thing as well. Right.
0: Yeah. So what? What? Um. We're going to talk about uh, later is there? There are two aspects of the kingdom. And this this one is called the the inaugural or the intro to the kingdom. Mm-hmm. He talked he talked about um, the new covenant. He talked about the kingdom first to mm-hmm. Israel. He introduced it to them first. Okay, so that's what he was he was doing. And so uh, and so once that door uh, was opened to the Gentiles, and then we able to partake of the kingdom as well. So yeah, Jesus was, he was fulfilling law. He, he was, was teaching how the law uh, supposed to be carried out. And at the same time, he was introducing something new for the Jews only. And wow. that was the kingdom. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: So he was yep. establishing a lot of things, but it did not go into effect until he until I, his resurrection. So the covenant yeah. did not come into full effect until he mm-hmm. until his resurrection.
0: Right. Yes. 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 So he gave well um, what what we call is the Friday night special. So you y'all remember? I'm dating myself. Y'all remember McGallpin sales and like the sale would be on Saturday, but they had the friend. Uh-huh. <laughs> they have, I still call McAlpin. what's it called I still call Dillard's McAlpin so it don't even matter um, <laughs> I do. I still call Mac- Macy's Lazarus D-Laz- and <laughs> <laughs> Lazarus they'd be like what sorry Macy's um uh, and they will have the Friends and family special on Friday night. So that's how it is like the Israel they had the early access to the Covenant. And so their um, standard of salvation when Jesus came on the scene was to believe that he was the Messiah. Okay. That was their standard of salvation. Then once Jesus ascended back into heaven after death, the standard of salvation is you had to believe in the what? The resurrection and the death, the resurrection, and the second coming of Jesus Christ. That was the, that's the standard now. Okay, so before Jesus came on the scene, the standard of salvation was to follow the law. Okay, so remember that in order to before Jesus came on the scene, standard of salvation was to follow the law. And it was only available for Israel only. When Jesus was on the scene, um, the standard of salvation was to believe that he was the Messiah and it was only still available for the for Israel only. And then once Jesus left the scene, ascended into heaven, the standard of salvation was to believe in the, uh, the the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And that's the standard that we live under today. Okay? Yes, ma'am. Talk to me. Yep, I saw you on mute.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, it just, it just brought back to me um, about Judas Iscariot when uh, he complained about the woman with the oil and he accused mm-hmm. her of wasting it. And just to, yeah. what you said about the Torah, uh, he was actually uh, uh, trying to pull something out of the Torah because it was against the Torah for you to waste anything. But even right. Jesus uh, uh, referred back to the Torah and said that he wasn't, she wasn't using that to celebrate him. You could use oil for burial. Mm-hmm.
5: Mm-hmm. So I'm just okay. going
3: back to yes yeah, at the time that that uh they was uh, uh even with Jesus, they were still under law, under the
0: Torah. Right, right. Yes, yes, yes. Good. All right. Any more um comments and questions about that? Yeah. And we're moving on. Right. Yep, <laughs> we're moving <laughs> I on. I do have a question about the genres.
4: If I could sure. ask the um I had heard that. James is considered to be a wisdom writing as proverbs. Have you run across that in any of the things that you're studying?
0: Okay, got it. Yep, yep. yep. One of the genres. So James is considered uh, a general letter and Mm -hmm. then also a wisdom book. Yeah, yep, yep. yep. So uh, like I said before, like with certain books, they'll have multiple genres. Connected to it. So, yeah, James is definitely uh, one of the wisdom books. All right, let's see here. Let's hop into this slide here since we're kind of talking about covenants. So, in order to see something of the existing unity of the New Testament, some emphasis will be given to the New Covenant. The New Covenant is the great unifying theme of the New Testament. And we talked about the the chart. Um, It should be noted that the New Testament really means new covenant, so we talked about that and why that's not true. Um, so the new covenant is an enlargement of the great Abrahamic covenant. The new covenant is one of the three subcovenants, which further define the provisions originally given to Abraham. So when you look at this chart here, you see three covenants connected to the Abrahamic covenant. So the new covenant is a sub subcovenant you got the Davidic covenant and you got the Palestinian covenant and they will be fulfilled in the second kingdom so the second coming of the kingdom which is called the consummation kingdom so the the kingdom that's introduced to the church is the inaugural kingdom and the, the kingdom that we will see in the end time after tribulation is called consummation kingdom. Now I think Benware talks about it further in the reading about the, the different uh, the two aspects of the kingdom. OK, and so here um, we will see the new covenant being fulfilled um, and then uh, we will uh, see that Jesus Christ, he's going to be ruling on Earth. So that fulfills the Davidic kingdom, the Davidic covenant, okay? And then Jesus would be ruling back in the land that belongs to Israel, the Palestinian area, and that fulfills the Palestinian covenant, okay? So we're going we're gonna to talk about that when we get to Revelation. It will make uh, more sense when we get to Revelation Um, about that. But we did kind of talk about that, um, these covenants, when we did the teaching on covenants, um, about um, the importance, and they're still kind of in play, and they won't be fulfilled until after tribulation, okay? Any questions about that? Kind of just gave a summary, but we'll, as as we go through the teachings, I'll be talking more about the, the covenant, But yeah, definitely study this chart. And and as you see, the Mosaic Covenant is not connected to the Abrahamic Covenant at all. Why is that? Because the Mosaic Covenant was supposed to be temporal, and it's for Israel only. And it's fulfilled, Jesus fulfilled the Mosaic Law. You see, it stops right at the cross. It doesn't go any further. It was temporal, it was for Israel, and Jesus fulfilled it. Okay? all righty let's go back let's see here go back here yep so the new covenant um is largely occupied with the matter of salvation after the fall of man and the entrance of sin um, into the world it was god's declared purpose to bring salvation to the people so the new testament scriptures are clear that the animal sacrifices of the old testament could only cover a or atone sins, but it never, but it could never take away the sins. Okay. And so that's why the new Testament had to, one of the reasons why the new Testament had to come because it just, it didn't, it, it wasn't enough. Okay. So it, it can only cover sins, but it couldn't take away the sins of the world. So that's why Jesus had to be that ultimate sacrifice, um, to take away the sins of the world. Okay. Um, Let's see here. Originally in the Old Testament, Israel and Judah were the subjects of the new covenant. However, in this present church age, the new covenant is primarily applied to Gentiles, but in the future, because of God's promise to Abraham and his descendants, Israel will become the focus of the new covenant. During the days of the great tribulation, Israel's eyes will be open and many will come to faith in in Messiah, thus becoming partakers of the new covenant. And I think that all that is in the I just pull that out of the book Um, when it talks about the new covenant on page. It's on page 18 in my book, so I'm not sure. It's probably page maybe 17 in your book um, that talks about the new covenant. And um, the last sentence here, um, it says during the days of the great tribulation, Israel eyes will be open. So Israel is going to have another chance to receive Jesus Christ. And many of them will come to faith in the Messiah. OK, so during the great tribulation, the church ain't going to be there. OK, so it's only going to be the world and the Jews and in Jesus teachings in Matthew, um, when he's talking about the parables and the Olivet Discourse. He's talking about tribulation times, okay? So that's something that we have to keep in mind as well when we're looking at the book of Matthew and looking at his parables. When he's talking about the kingdom of God is like this and like this, he's um, a lot of his teachings, he's talking about what it's going to be like for the Israelites in tribulation time. OK, because their standard of salvation is going to change again during tribulation time. They're going to go back to sacrifices. They're going to go back basically to the law because because the Holy Spirit is not going to be present on Earth during tribulation. So uh, the world is going to be judged based on how they treat Israel. OK, so that now I do not want go down that 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 road. But that's the reason why. Um, the evangelicals are pressuring Trump to to play nice with Israel and try to play favor with Israel because they're messing up the time, the timeline. They think that we're supposed to uh, treat Israel right now, uh, treat them right right now. But that is for tribulation. They messed up scripture. So okay, I was gonna throw that out there. I don't want to rat. I don't want to start a fire and then continue to the fire. <laughs> But, uh, so yeah, so that's just something just to kind of keep in mind. I'll probably talk about it again when we get to Revelation. I can't wait till we get there. So, um, yeah. Um, Let's see here. We got three minutes. My glory. Let's see here. Let's, let's see here. Okay, so we're kind of still talking about covenants. So as you see um, with the Testament, the word Testament was not given until about the 14th, the uh, 14th to 15th century. So that the word "testament" is not a biblical term. It was a term given by man to uh, basically how to handle the Bible, how to divide the Bible, and that's why we got the Old Testament and the New Testament, or whatnot. And with the with um, the Protestant faith, um, they don't believe in the 400 years right here. So that's why there is a gap. And um, you see the old covenant there is no gap in the covenant. So they believe that God wasn't speaking to Israel. God wasn't dealing with Israel during this 400 time, that the scriptures that came about during the 400 years were not authoritative. But as we know, God is a a God that does not break covenants. He's not just gonna stop talking to Israel. Israel was doing some crazy things in the Old Testament, but God still wanted to deal with them. Um, And so God did, and we, we learned about the intertestamental period and how important it was, um, and it shaped, it shaped our our understanding of the new covenant. So when you go into the book, let me see here, under the new, under um, intertestamental period, yeah, this page here. So it's page 21 in my book. So it might be like page 20 20 or so that talks about the intertestamental period. I'm going to read this paragraph here, then I'm going to stop. So it says the time between the Old and New Testament is often called the 400 silent years. This designation is true only with the regards to the voice of God being heard. That is no scripture was written and no direct revelation came through prophets those 400 years were not silent in the sense that we have no information about the period many things took place during the centuries and were well documented and for those events events affected life in the times of the new testament it is necessary therefore to investigate briefly the intertestamental period now the author here he does not believe (laughs) <laughs> that the scripture that was developed during the intertestamental period, he don't believe that they are authoritative, but yet he says in the same breath that the information that happened in the Intertestament period are, are necessary and uh, should be investigated. So how he's not, he said, there's no scripture that was written, no direct revelation. Uh, but he said the information that occurred during that time is important to know. So at the same time, you really need to know the scriptures that took place during that time as well. Uh, because a lot of the, when you begin to study Jesus's teachings, especially Mark, the book of Mark is a, it, um, gives you a historical uh, content on Jesus's teachings. He's pulling from all of these books that we don't have in his teachings. And we don't, re- we don't even realize it. He's taught, he's grabbing uh, stories. He's um. Uh, grabbing teachings from the book of Maccabees he's um talking about uh the bell and the dragon and all that stuff he's pulling these stories that we just kind of fly by um in his teachings and those are books that came in the the intertestamental period okay so as we go through these books you're going to see one viewpoint and then I'm gonna talk about another viewpoint or whatnot and so it's basically, I'm giving you both sides and through your studies and through your journey, you're going to be able to develop your own conviction. Okay. And so, so yeah, so some things that where this author will say, I will give you another point, opposing point to it. And basically I'm just going to, you know, throw it out there and allow the Holy Spirit to do the rest. We thank God for the Holy Spirit. So, <laughs> so yeah. So any questions about that? Any questions? Let's see here. I know I'm over. I'm one minute over, but um, in the slide, though, there is here's a, a list of um, Old Testament canons that are out there. So you see what it what is available in the Hebrew Bible, what is available in the Roman Catholic Bible, the Greek Orthodox Bible and a Protestant. That is the Bible that we have. OK. Um, so the 39 books that we have, but you see a lot of the other, um, uh, other, uh, believers or other, uh, faith groups, they have, uh, more scripture. And so only the Protestants, they don't have, we don't have the proper books, but the Catholics, uh, which is considered Christianity, they have, uh, they have more. And then the Greek Orthodox, they have a little bit more than that. So, um, definitely when you get a chance, um, just kind of look at the list. If you want to research and look at, you know, peek in those books, you can. You won't be cursed (laughs) if you look. I uh, I heard a story story yesterday
2: Yesterday. made, made so much sense. And then at the end, he was like, and that's not in our canon. And I'm like, "Why?" <laughs> right. you know, but he's like, but it's in there. It's just not in the canon that we have, mm-hmm. but it's present because there right. are, other, you know, like you said, the Catholic Bible has more books than we have. You know what I mean? And so it's just like, oh, my God. So
0: it's a yeah, Bible. Yeah. Like, uh, like, I think a lot of us know how um, Paul died or how Peter died. Right. Someone tell me how, how um, either what, how they died. Peter, wasn't Peter hung upside down He mm-hmm. was crucified, like Christ. But he said, hang me upside down. Right. Right. That's not in our Bible, but that's in the other books, though. You'll find it in another. Book. But they teach us that. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that something? because I'm like, so we heard it somewhere. But that's in the apoc- one of the apocryphal books. Yeah, mm, tragic. Yeah, so, <laughs> so yeah, it's it's definitely like like Benward said, it's definitely worth investigating just to look at those books and things of that sort. So but eventually, huh? Go ahead. Know, saying, it goes back to we are really
2: picking and choosing. It's just like for the same people that say, you yeah. know, I'm observe the the Sabbath and I'm a keeper of the law, but when I talk to somebody who is big on that, that was a Sabbath keeper they have decided we're going to observe this, but we're going to make it so that we can do it the way we want to do it. And I'm like, but you can't do that, guys. Like, You can't just decide we're going to observe the law like this if he's already just given us the law. If you're right. gonna, don't try to do it. You can't do right. it, so because, you're changing it. So quit saying that you do it. You don't
0: do it. Yeah, because if you mess up just one part of the law, that means you, that's it, the entire law boom, you, you going to hell. So go ahead, Trish.
1: So my question is, is, uh, because a lot of times you hear, um, you can't trust everything that you read. Mm -hmm. And, um, with these different books uh, that you're sharing with us, is it more safe for us to stay where we are, you know, in regards to, you know, reading what we believe, you know, the Bible, Uh, instead of, you know, the other denominations and then let the Lord use us and and illuminate our minds, you know,
2: with the rest. Now, before you answer that, can I ask this with that? Can I ask this? Because I like what she said about you see how because we all do this. You see how she separated their Bible and made our Protestant Bible the absolute finite word of God. You get what I'm saying? You see how we, because of what we've been taught. And so when you say the Bible, what the, the Catholics have is the Bible too, right? So I'm saying, how do we, because, you know, we say we believe the Bible to be the only inspired and infallible word of God. So now my question is, but there's more to it. So when do we stop that? Okay, now go. Now you can go to all of that, but she, she hit a major point right there because it's like, our Bible is right, but theirs got too much in it. So it's, a, it's questionable. And
0: the, question, the question is, why is our Bible right? G, uh, God didn't, he didn't say, okay, these 66 books are it and everything else is wrong. When you look at the definition of canon, it was inspired by a faith community, meaning that certain men... Yes. Decided that these books are the books for the Protestant. And the, the crazy thing is, the books that we don't have, Jesus had in the Septuagint. So Jesus had access to these books, and he quotes from these books. So you telling me that Jesus quoting from these books? You tell me Jesus is wrong?
2: Right. You put, Jesus,
0: you put the word Jesus and wrong in the same sentence. The devil. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I think.
3: I mean, we don't have it, but sometimes we get more of the picture if we dig a little deeper and kind of look into it. It I mean, it can be a little intimidating at times because this is what we've always been taught and we want to hold on to what we've been taught. But at the same time, if we dig a little deeper, God may illuminate something different to us.
4: Oh, yes. And,
2: And sometimes if we can grab something from somewhere else, it will give us an understanding of of what we're trying to find you know what i mean like you know uh so in this whole study of genesis that i've been doing it's like in order to get a real understanding because stuff is missing sometimes you got to grab it from a different culture somewhere to get an understanding of what was really happening during that time and i think if we disrespect this other stuff and they hear jesus talking about it mark quoting from it I think we're going to miss the big picture and become narrow-minded. And there's a word for it. I can't think of it, but become narrow-minded to the point that we're going to miss what we need in an effort to declare that something else is wrong versus what we have is right. And so what I'm
1: getting at is the fact that, you know, a lot of times you do hear, be careful, you know, with what you read. Yeah. Because when you read something that is not of God and you get stuck on that, And you go to another, you know, area, you know, that you shouldn't be. So that's why I'm saying, um, should we stay, you know, within a particular book? um, Because um, of that, um, that wrong uh, area that you wind up, you know, reading and the enemy comes in and you get stuck, you know, with that. Just so to speak, I'm just, you know, just kind of throwing, you know, some stuff out there because we do have to be careful with what we're reading. You know, there's a lot that's out there, you know, that is ungodly. That is not right. That is not what the Lord said or, you know, what have you. So
0: I was about to start a fire, but I'm not I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to
1: do it. Just give a short. Just give a short comment.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I
6: want to, time I want
0: to hear it. <laughs> Hold on, before I answer, uh, go ahead, Samuel.
6: No, I was thinking like I believe that a lot of things are perspective, and this is how you interpret it. So like we could all be reading the exact same Bible, different um, religions, everything. So everyone could be reading this this same Bible but interprets it differently. Mm-hmm. Meaning like my wife grew up in a different denomination than I grew up in. We're reading the same Bible, but she takes the word different than how I take it. Or like for an example, I could be reading something on the Hebrew Israelites and they're reading the same Bible that we're reading, but they don't serve God the way that we serve God. So yes. I think it's all about how you interpret it the perspective that you're reading it from or the perspective that you're being um, of the teacher. It's like you could be sitting in a marketing class and one marketing teacher could be teaching you the same material that the other marketing professor is, but they're teaching you two different ways. So which way is right? We don't know. That's how I interpret this. It's it's like being that sponge. Um, How are you taking it in? How are you gonna apply it to your life? So I think it's really interesting though. I always thought it was interesting how we could be reading the same Bible and someone can take it totally different than how I take it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so the, the key here, I'm just gonna answer every, everybody's comment and question is the Holy Spirit will give you illumination. So all I'm doing as an instructor is introducing you to these things and as you begin to study, the Holy Spirit, who is the ultimate teacher, is going to lead you and guide you in truth. And so the should, go ahead.
1: And the scripture does say to study thyself to show the approved. So
0: right, right. And so um, and so in in your studying, the Holy Spirit is going to, to show you what is right, what is wrong. I can't tell you I'm not the Holy Spirit <laughs> Oh no. Uh, so he, he is going to tell you what's right and what's wrong. And so that's we have to learn how to listen to the Holy Spirit and we have to learn um, the content of the Bible so we can know what's right and what's wrong. This is pulling us from the milk, y'all. We, 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 oh, we pulling from the milk. We, we eating the meat so it's tough capacity has been met (laughs) oh it's going to be expanded after this class you're probably going to go lay down take a nap because it's just too much and that's okay (laughs) unfortunately we got to come see each other (laughs) (laughs) that's why I be sitting in the back all quiet because I'm just still processing everything I just told like lord (laughs) I mean but this is what TLC teach learn and chat yeah yeah go ahead uh, Eva no, I just want
3: to conclude by saying that I thought that was um, uh, very important when we're talking about perspective and things of that nature yeah. that you brought out. We just have to uh, people form their perspective based on how they rightly divide the word of truth. And if yes. we do not keep it in context, that's how a lot of things get out of context and people form these different perspectives uh, uh, concerning the word of God. Right.
2: Yeah. Hey, yeah. before y'all continue, I just want to I got to get off because I got to go get out of here because my drive is long. So I don't want y'all to think I just left. All right. So I got to leave the house so I can get to church on time. So I'll see y'all in a minute. But I just want okay, to say. awesome.
0: All I right. Want- so there, there is more to, to be read. So definitely read about the intertestamental period. And then I'm going to kind of review next week about the different religions and the different Jewish sects as far as uh, Pharisees and Sadducees and all that. So I'm just going to touch on it a little bit and then we're going to hop into the new lesson. So definitely come with questions or anything of that sort um, next week if you're reading something and you don't have an understanding of it. Um, make, remember in the Dropbox, I'll um, make sure to upload the zip zip file today um in the dropbox there is the workbook that i'm creating so you can use that as a guide uh, for studying if you just need some help studying and organizing your notes and things of that sort okay so i'm gonna pray out and uh, pray that you all have a rest a great weekend so father god we thank you for this time of studying your word god we thank you oh god that the holy spirit um dwells inside of us oh god and that um one of his jobs is to lead us um into truth god so we thank, we're thankful for him god that we though now we don't have to wait for the holy spirit to just rest on us but he is inside of us every day and so he wants to to illuminate the truth to us, Father. So I pray that as we're studying, um, the Holy Spirit begin to to speak and uh, through His Word. And so, God, we thank you, oh God, that, um, that we have people who are interested in learning more about His Word, about. Yeah, about your word, Father. So God, we thank you for what you're doing. We thank you for um, growth. And we thank you for this process that we're going through. And we're doing it together as a body, God. Um, so no, no man is left behind. So I just pray that um, people be continue to be comfortable in asking questions and comfortable in the in the discussion so we can clear up some misconceptions and perceptions uh, that we have developed over the years, God. So thank you, God, and we bless you and honor you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, you guys. Have a blessed weekend. Thank you. Thank
4: you. Excellent. Yeah. Thank, thank you. you. Have a blessed day, everybody. See you all soon. You too.